Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a food tram sitting down by the street That leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I wanna go back to the country Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. All right. Good morning. Oh, good we're, we're morning. supposed to say good morning? I thought you were talking to the regulators. Good morning, everybody. It is the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yes, we're back. It's just an old tin check on the back of the ranch, but we rally up here every Sunday morning live, 7 to 9, in the Outdoor Zone radio network, or 24-7, 365, theoutdoorzone.com. My name is TJ Graney. That is Cody Ryan. And that's the way it is. Oh, there. there okay. I'm a cowboy. He's, he's trying. I thought you were going to do the that's cowboy new, thing. Well, that's that's just this week. Oh. I mean, it could change next week. i got to have something consistent. Beefsteak is in the house. Oh, yeah. Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets here early, makes sure the gate gets open and the old potbelly stove gets fired up and foil gets put back on the wire coat hanger. No wire coat hangers. And uh, this is the number one outdoor show on radio, and we're just happy to be here with you. You are the regulators. You're the posse that comes together every Sunday morning and listens to us and shares this show with your friends. You know, we uh, last week we were in old Mexico. You got to say Mexico. No, was it, was it last week we were there? Yes. Yeah, yeah last yeah, week. I remember. Well, I was... I've had so much happen in the last week. It's just crazy. And then... Uh, and the show was in and out, but I listened to the podcast, which you can listen to our podcast every week. They get posted online, hopefully Monday, Tuesday. And uh, the the uh, Zoom, we Cody and I, Cody Ryan and I did it via Zoom. And when the internet was working right, the podcast came out great. Yeah, it was great. It was good. so we've kind of discovered a new, a new element when we're traveling. We travel quite a bit. You got a lot of traveling coming up, and Pablo had to take the, the, uh, the satellite and walk the dish out towards the, <laughs> towards on, the river on, on the burro. He had right? to walk it out towards the river, <laughs> and get he, a little bit closer to the United States, a little bit, and uh, receive some of that good internet. Juice. You know, it was interesting because you could you could see from where we were, you could see the uh, border patrols blimp flying <laughs> over on the American side, right on just across the river. Yeah, and it was just interesting to think, and that was kind of like we had this kind of little thing in our head, like. If anything goes down, run towards the blimp. Yeah. We had a marker that if all else fails. <laughs> and it was kind of the we'll underlying the blimp. And a kind of an underlying thing that was said from guy to guy. Well, and it was kind of a false sense of security, too, I realized, you know, afterwards. You're like, oh, I'm good. There's a blimp. <laughs> 17 miles and across so the river and through the. When I did my. When I through did, the mesquite brush, if. Oh yeah, Mexico. it would have been brutal. When I did my uh when I did a series of stories on the border patrol and what goes on down there, you you don't want to be running through any of that stuff that's down there. Oh gosh, no. You know, a wall is great and <laughs> and in some places necessary, 
down there, it's just nasty. You go through that stuff, it's nasty. Well, we went and looked at the river on the ranch we were staying at. You could actually... Uh, the Rio a, Grande? The Rio Grande. Yeah, like yeah they had a 200 yards. They had a cliff that you could overlook the actual Rio Grande. And we were joking, even looking across the river. It's like, okay, you get out of the water on the other side. You can't get through that stuff. Yeah. You can't get through the stuff along the Well, bank. how do you get down the... How do you even get down the cliff where we were? That was like... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not far enough. You try a little... Jumping further. <laughs> well, that water to, wasn't deep enough to jump off that cliff no. into it either. That. Well, it's good to have you all back. I know Cody got to stare at me on that uh, Zoom, right? Cody? Yeah, I Isn't did. That great? Actually, it was, it was funny it was, because it was mostly on... Uh, it was... Mostly on road rash. Oh. The video was, thank goodness. But wow. I, it was just road rash, like, staring at the screen. He does Not that a lot. the screen that I was looking at, but another screen. He stares off into the distance. Yeah, just he was with, just staring off in the distance. It was yeah. like a, it's a thousand beautiful yard picture. radio producer stare. It's when I go to my special place. <laughs> yes. He was in a special place. Well, and was, I got to see him in all his element and just stare at him for two hours. It was... I don't even want to look at him today. I've had enough of it. <laughs> You've used up all your <laughs> visual. Hey, Man, uh, look at that sun coming up. Sun's Beautiful. coming up. We got Golly. yesterday. It's popping. Look up. at that thing. Yes, you got to turn around. And look ball at that of thing. fire right there. That is beautiful. Yeah, we is made it another another day. Oh my God, Seventy red degrees. Balls of fire. I felt this that morning. Was, uh, I felt like. Re- redemption was was 68 was degrees earlier this week when we first had that cool snap and then it kind of warmed back up and then now it's back to cool again but we had that first kind of cool morning earlier yeah. this week 74 yeah. or something like I started that. thinking instant good mood when i so, walked outside yep it was just like oh this is this is incredible this is not miserable this is not 85 when you walk outside <laughs> and you're already sweating well and uh the rain yesterday uh, was what? super good. Oh, got, now, I don't think you got any down south at the farm, did you? Or did you get a little bit? East. I'm northeast. Northeast. No, I you're, got, not, you're not north. I am northeast. I'm northeast. Okay. So did you get rain wow. down there? You said I, we, we got some rain, but uh, it wasn't like the torrential storms that y'all good. got. Good. We didn't want you to blow down again your... your yeah, the, I got uh, just enough dog. to wash my truck, though. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's we a got, first in yeah. a long time. <laughs> I know. Well, so it's hard when you live down a gravel road right now. We're living a mm-hmm. mile down a gravel road. It's hard to get real motivated to wash your truck. Right. You know? Because you're like, well, I well, can wash it, leave. and then I drive down this gravel road, yeah. and then it's pointless. Just but, a, another I, reason to never leave again. Never leave. Your place. Oh. You know, you just stay there. You just hunker down. We got so uh, we got Food. two two hurricanes that are coming into the Gulf, which we hadn't had any yet, and we still got months of hurricane season left. I thought it was funny the meme I saw that showed two hurricanes projections to hit landfall on the Texas coast at the exact same time, and it said. Uh, it said, "Can 2020 get any worse, or something like that?" Yeah. You know? it's like, well, I think geez. they're both going into projected now. Both going in near New Orleans, so your uncle's, yeah, having to get out his umbrella. <laughs> oh, it's goodness. a, it's a, it's a strange, strange world out there. California's burning again. Uh, yeah, that's weird, shocking. Yeah, you and, know, and I, you know, everybody's just like, mm, okay. It's just kind of a well, and passing this thing is like now. third or fourth largest. I mean, they've it's got like they a million it. acres on fire. Some of the some of the uh, you know thousand year old redwoods are burning, and I, I have to wonder of all the and and people's houses burning up. And and I, there was one video of a guy on his tractor, and he's like, "Man, I'm I'm trying to get a burn barrier around my house," and I'm thinking. What first of all have they with as brilliant as California is? Haven't they figured out some stuff about all these wildfires and how to build your house and how to protect them? Now that all all their bandwidth is spent on you know guns, you know the the magazine rule <laughs> of can't have more than ten rounds in I a just magazine. Don't understand. No lead fishing weights, right? I mean, all those just they're they're concerned about the wrong things. 
No, but one, you know that, right? Well, Retroactive one, taxes for businesses and all kinds. One of, of the crap. things that I know that um, that I had heard was I don't know this, but I heard that part of the problem there is that they didn't manage their uh, their force correctly. Right, like they didn't allow some burning and some clearing and, and no some clearing, things like yep. that. And, and it was just you know the it's the emotional environmentalist movement stuff and uh, and so they wouldn't let them do it and wouldn't let them log certain ways and things like that and and this is the repercussions that come from uh, managing emotionally instead of scientifically or uh, well it's for the for the short vision right the short what you can uh what people oh it's so enjoyable oh it's you know free oh it's not the long-term conservation effort i look at it as it's reactionary not proactive right they're not they're not very proactive in anything they do they're reactionary to where the feeling and sentiment's going at that point word strategic but regardless we've known that and it's just the direction that they're going. The one thing. Well, I'm not even. Gonna well, go and there. you. Can't, I'm not even going to go there. I know, got some terrible comments. After all, these years, you after do? all these years, you can't just say, "Oh, it's global warming" or whatever, which is what they put it off on. The deal is, they're not. They don't manage their timberlands. And the, and the sad thing is, it's such an incredibly beautiful state, and that, and I, and I just don't. It, they do it's have getting a lot. to the point now where I, I don't understand how people just stay there. Why would they? They're not. Well, a lot of them. <laughs> no, I, I talked to some people that's They're leaving. Like, I talked to some people that said that last week. I talked to somebody that said, "Yeah, that their their family's not leaving there. They're staying there." And I said, "Well, how do you? How do they? How do they manage that to be?" that taxed and treated the way they get treated how do they how do you even allow that to be be under that authority i just don't get it anyway so california's burning and you know you get comfortable i guess it's like me telling you you got to get out of, you got to get out of the city you know <laughs> huh how do you stay there how are you dealing with all that there he goes. But yeah, he turn it right back around, right in your face, son. <laughs> he, wants, he wants to pull you out there, right? I'm hey, going. I'm just waiting for land. Uh, Nick's that butts up against uh, Cody. That's all. Cody Ryan, real beef expensive. steak. Right don't, here. Don't, don't put it. Don't put your cards in that basket because everything's for sale in his little world. <laughs> You're right. That is literally true. everything I, is I for believe. sale. He's make him an offer. I do have if land for sale. Right, actually, if the offer is right. <laughs> He's he gone. <laughs> I got uh, no he's got problem. A, he's got an RV, and he will pack up Sell and it. move right on in there. <laughs> he's always got it's a plan. It's for sale right? as well, but uh, everything's for sale. I'll take that right down and go b- move back into McBride's it. guns with society pounding on our rights own guns. You just count your blessings. You live in Texas. Amen. Amen. The, the Austin area family-owned and operated full-service firearm dealer for us is McBride's Guns, the only full-service firearm dealer in Central Texas that we trust, McBride's Guns. McBride's has a gunsmith on staff to help you adjust, repair, and modify your firearms. They'll help you pick out that shotgun for dove season, which is whoop, whoop, coming, coming, coming. Uh, you'll find McBride the same place they've been for years, corner 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com because McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop man bassmaster elite series going on live right now you can watch it bassmasterlive.com as soon as the show's over doesn't play while we're on but it plays as soon as it's over and on espn2 it's been playing all week and one of our buddies is in the top 12 final today and uh was second for a long time yesterday just a pound or two out we'll talk about that on the flip oh. side uh, plus a little more fishing stuff your armed citizens report all that and more coming up it is the number one outdoor radio show in texas you're listening to it live right here catch us 24 7 365 at the outdoor
you can buy me a boat. This is T-Roy Bruce Orr listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. But I could change all that if I had a couple million dollars. All right. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. Number one outdoor show on radio. I'm TJ Granning. Hey. Maxwell's got the Jeeps, man. Maxwell's got the Jeeps. Best deals of the year start now with thousands in savings during the summer clearance event at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Number one Chrysler Deep Dodge Jeep and Ram dealership in Central Texas. All month long, you get summer red tag savings with thousands off MSRP on hundreds of new Jeeps. And nobody has more Jeeps than us with a larger inventory, lower prices, and more options than anyone else in town. That means you get our special summer savings with 0% financing for 72 months plus no payments for 90 days. Remember, we have complimentary pickup and drop-off for sales, and if you need service, our mobile service center will come to you. Come see for yourself why we've been awarded the 2020 J.D. Power Customer First Award for Excellence at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. NileMaxwellSuperCenter.com for all the details. Bassmaster Lead Series happening on the St. Clair Big uh, Smallmouth Fishery. Guys catching 20-plus pounds a day uh, in smallmouth. That's crazy. I just, I just love it. The weights are stacked up super tight. Uh, something I haven't done a whole lot of, you know, fishing that that way the guy john cox you've heard about him doesn't have a uh he's leading the tournament he doesn't use graphs he fishes out of the crestliner uh metal you know aluminum boat and uh, i like that doesn't use graphs. that's what i'm gonna do and he usually is known for fishing backwaters and finding backwater areas that other guys aren't getting into and and catch a fish his shallow. Will go back there? Well, just because he's probably not scared to scratch it up and you know get to where he wants to go. If he, he scratches that one up, he's going he's going to pop a divot or rivet rivet sink. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's he's I mean been just absolutely crushing uh, the tournament trails, trying to figure out how he can fish multiple major trails next year and uh, fish multiple major trails this year. Had to give up on a couple of tournaments because of the rescheduling of some of the major events, but I guess had done the math and figured out that he can qualify for the championships if he skips this one and this series and fishes this one and this series. So anyway, the guy's just a fishing machine. This is just what he does, and he just catches them. He doesn't need a graph. He doesn't need – these guys are got 16-inch graphs on the front of their boat and three of them. You know, 12-inch graphs, 16-inch graphs on the front of their boat looking for fish in the middle of Lake St. Clair, giant fishery, a river, and then a giant lake. And he's like, yeah, I'm fishing like uh, seawalls and rocks you can see and, you know, from... I don't think there's... I I I don't know that, that there's anything wrong or weird about that necessarily because, really, I mean, guys been... No, that's how we've been fishing forever. That's how we've been fishing forever. But the beautiful part about it is that type of fishing is is available more now than it probably was 10 years ago because of the advancements of graphs. So most of the guys are looking for stuff that you can't see that's hidden underwater or whatever. Yeah, like rock piles or roads or Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So guys are back off the bank. Not fishing the bank anymore, or as often. So now, guys like John Cox have figured out, well, I can run up there and fish the bank, because it used to be good, and then it got covered up because everybody was fishing it. Now, everybody's out in the middle of nowhere looking for the juice floating out in the middle of the lake. Juice is what we call good spots. Yeah, I, I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. Just fishing lingo for those who aren't fishing fishermen fisher women and uh that's but what people, so he's going people back up call to the me bank. juice they, they say hey juice no no that doesn't work you can be salty um <laughs> salty juice salty man juice. you are some salty juice no that's weird too <laughs> uh but anyway so i just think it's cool how you know it's kind of opened up 
the way that I we grew up fishing. I grew up fishing. Right. You know, fish what looks good. Well, kind of opened a lot of that back up. And I like that. Um, I like the the old school thought process. And I've often wondered, you know, back in the day, there were so many different baits, and you know, do they or why don't they still? use some of those bags you'll see just... some of them rotate back in you know the last couple of years you hadn't heard about a spinnerbait for years and in the last except last week when i caught a i was catching those bass on, on yeah the... you did in and Mexico. you told me you said yeah hey, i brought i brought some spinnerbaits because i think they'll be good in mexico and sure enough and they were and they were and you caught some bass on it and we're fishing a stock tank in mexico and uh not something we do every day but... no no but they would eat a spinnerbait there. Man, the crazy thing was, we were fishing that tank, and we saw these fish jumping out of the water, and you couldn't tell what they were. Well, when, once I got down to the water and kind of on that level and started looking, the lake was covered in dragonflies. And those were largemouth bass in Mexico jumping two feet out of the water. To catch a dragonfly. Trying to catch dragonflies. I mean, it looked like a Shamu show with largemouth bass. I mean, they were doing those kind of jumps, jumping straight up and falling back on their back. It was, I hadn't seen it. I, I mean, I maybe seen one here, one there, but I, I must've seen it happen 25 times while we were down there for two hours. Those are some crazy bass. You got in the Those lake. bass did not care. I mean, they would shoot out of that water. I mean, like a smallmouth does when you catch a smallmouth, they're notorious for jumping four feet out of the water these largemouth were doing that, chasing these dragonflies. It was, it was crazy. I well, mean, there were a couple times I, I was like, "There's no." If I could get that on film, you know, a video or something, if I could figure out how to slow mo, man, there was no. I mean, people wouldn't believe that these largemouth bass are jumping two feet out of the water, time after time after time, trying to get these dragonflies. It was cool, man. It was a. If you're fly fishing, that it was the been... one thing that we, you know, that, and I think you and I kind of high fived and shook and made a deal that uh, we want to go back and do some kind of fishing. Uh, but I think we were talking about the peacock bass, but that was what the one of the things that we didn't do that I wish we would have done more of there. But I mean, you're there in the, and everybody's dove hunting, so you want to get in on all the dove. Yeah, well, I know. It's hard but not the to. fishing that I would have liked to have spent a morning fishing that yeah. pond just walk just figure out how to get all the way around it if i knew that the mornings were consistently slow while we were there duff hunting wise mm -hmm. and slow meaning we would shoot a texas limit right you know, but that is boring when you're in mexico <laughs> and if if next week or week and a half whatever when dove season opens up here if i shoot a morning limit it'll be like We'd be doing donuts. You know, I, it, we'd be driving donuts I, in our truck, yelling, "Yeah, yeah!" We'll be doing donuts out in your ranch, yeah, out at the farm, yeah. We'll just, I mean, it would it if we if we shoot a limit between us all. <laughs> that's if we a big see deal. a dove out there, if somebody shoots one, if we hear a gun go off. <laughs> but no, now I know why the guys that uh, and we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about dove hunting at the. Uh, you know, and in, at the top of the next hour, just go into it a little bit on what to expect and what's coming. But now I know why those guys that we went with. Oh yeah. You know, there's like, hey, we got to go down to Hondo. They're, you know, they're flying like, you know, and you now I get what they're doing. Yeah. Because they've been down. They've 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 seen the glory. Yeah. The glory has been put upon them. Dove glory. It reminded me how much fun dove hunting can be. But Bassmaster Elite Series on St. Clair, John Cox leading that deal yesterday. Adam is aluminum boat. Yesterday, Woo. day after uh, day two, uh, our buddy Clark Winlet was sitting in second place. And uh, he had 24 pounds, biggest stringer of the tournament uh, brought to the scales 24-5 in all smallmouth. Come on, Clark. Come on, baby. Man, so that was after day two. So I sent him on on that evening i sent him a text and i just sent the picture of a hammer you know like you're the hammer you're a hammer, down. You're a hammer you yeah. know and he said that's a good one well then he dropped to fourth yesterday because he only had 19 no 
20 pounds on the uh, 20 pounds 13 ounces yesterday, and he dropped a fourth. So I didn't send him anything last night. I'm <laughs> not going to ruin that. But he's like, you know, uh, let's see, a pound, exactly one pound off the lead is where he's sitting. At that's, fourth. At fourth. That's how tight the weights are. Dang. So I would say anybody in that top 10, realistically, anybody in the top five or six have a realistic shot to win, no problem. You just got to catch that big one. Uh, will make the difference today. Biggest weight today wins the tournament in my book. That's what happens. Jay Ellis, sixth place. Came, really? Jay's in sixth place? Came back out of retirement, fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series, and catching them an old-school way, kind of like what we were talking about, where they used to throw a spinnerbait, but now he's throwing a chatterbait, but same kind of deal, and getting bites on it and catching them on big string and heavy, like, heavy I, line and swinging them in the boat, which just, is... You don't do that in smallmouth territory. You take a drop shot and you finesse fish. Jay, Jay is he don't one. care. He is a, a an old school, and I mean he's not from the old school, but he's kind of that that second generation. He's one of the ones that I ran with when I was doing Bassmaster University. Yep, and uh, loves Jesus. Just stud of a guy. Oh yeah, I really, really always liked Jay. So I wonder what. I guess they just said hey jay we sure would like well they had the this. they had the legacy uh you can come back if you they have don't give them they don't charge them or something no or? no i'm i don't know how all that works but uh all that's behind curtains you never know who's paying what when where right but um jay ellis uh came back after retiring for years and uh under the I think it's called the Legacy Program in the Bassmaster Elite Series. So one or two anglers a year can come back to the Elite Series if they don't qualify or if they retired for a period of time. They can come back if they have uh, a certain amount of classic uh, times to the classic yeah, yeah, and, yeah. or angler of the years. They get a certain point. Yeah, certain, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of this. I like that. You know, KVD, like KVD he wants to come back to the Bassmaster Elite Series, he'll be able to come back. He won't yeah. have to qualify through the Open. Well, you know, that. that's that's smart because those guys will uh, those guys will draw in viewers. They'll draw in a crowd at the weigh-ins. Yeah. So they're smart to invite those guys back because I want to see those guys. Yeah. I want to see them. I mean, all the old guys do, you know. I love it. Hey, I also <laughs> love archery country. Man, it, I, I'm so excited this year about archery season, and there's only one true archery shop in Central Texas, and if you're interested in archery, if you're interested in bow hunting, uh, Archery Country is the place to go in Central Texas. The uh, staff and owners at Archery Country are not part-time shooters. They're avid bow hunters and 3D shooters that hunt and compete. They have crossbows. If you've been thinking about a crossbow or if you just can't do that bow anymore, a crossbow is a great option. They have all the crossbows, all the gear, and the best brands, everything you need to get set up with your crossbow. Go see our buddies over at Archery Country. They're at 8121 Research Boulevard, AustinArcheryCountry.com. AustinArcheryCountry.com. All right, coming up next, we've got your, uh, what do we got, News of the Weird? Doesn't get any more weird, weird than weird, this. Weird. Oh, uh, man, we got some really good stuff. Dude. I know, I know. Uh, coming up, it is the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. Catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Howdy, everybody. Kevin Fowler here, hanging in the bunkhouse with my buddies TJ and Cody Ryan, only on the Outdoor yeah, Zone. The other night. I met this hot All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. And the sign said beer, bait, oh my Lord. and ammo. Woo! Hey, Sun Automotive. Hey, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Number one outdoor show on radio. I'm TJ Greeny. Uh, Sun Automotive. Everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. Yep, everybody. It can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. I know. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service, family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person Sun Automotive that works at Sun Automotive 
works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do and they want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs they got locations all around central texas you can find our family location over at 405 west slaughter lane there's one at 1300 medical parkway in cedar park 1403 rivery boulevard in georgetown and lakeway 1206 ranch road 620 you can find out everything you need to know about Sun Auto Service, their locations, and the specials they're running for the week at sunautoservice.com. Now it's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Well, it's kind of getting to be that time of the year. Uh, it's interesting how wildlife does what wildlife does. When it's droughty, they start coming in close when there's water. And, mm-hmm. Fire uh, you know, during deer season and during the rut, you start seeing deer smashing into store windows and walking mm-hmm. into stores. And you start hearing all kinds of stuff. Well, uh, a customer in California grocery store captured a video of a shoplifting bear strolling into a store and nonchalantly walking off with a bag of chips in its mouth. <laughs> I thought that was cool. <laughs> I was just looking for a picking up basket. <laughs> Adelina yeah, Bedu said she was leaving the Safeway store in Kings Beach with her cart when she nearly ended up in a head-on collision with the bear. So there was this woman walking out of Safeway and almost into a bear. That was me. I'm the woman. She said a witness made a high-pitched sound that caused her to look up in time to avoid walking right into the animal. wonder if he had a what, mask what on. What was that high-pitched sound, I wonder? Was look it off. Look off. <laughs> okay. Up here. Up here. Look up here. He didn't have a mask. Stay six feet back. Yeah. Bear. Get out of the store, bear. Uh, Beto captured video of the bear eating some garbage from next to the trash can and went to take her groceries to the van. The woman said, <laughs> she's just like, oh, there's a bear going to the grocery store. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. I go over to the van, put my groceries away. The woman said she looked moments later and discovered the bear had wandered into the store through the front doors. She filmed the animal uh, grabbing a bat of Tostitos chips in its mouth and then left the store without paying for the snack. Or getting salsa. <laughs> that was the real crime. Yeah? No? California salsa. Okay. There's oh. a reason why that... The bear was like, no. Yeah, if no. it's not pace, this, you know. This is not, this is not good. Or, He's like, you burn my woods, I walk into the store. I come here to eat your tostitos. And then a lady. I'm going to eat a lady. Yeah. Just taking over first place, our buddy Clark Winlet, as I'm watching Bassmaster Woo! Live. Of course yes, you he are. Yeah. Right yeah. now, he's leading the Bassmaster Elite Series on St. Clair right he's, this very moment. He's barely here, TJ. He's got so Lord, we just brain. Lord, we just lift Clark Winlet up to you, and oh, we yeah. just uh, what a good man he is, local, uh, local guy, and so thank you for that. Hey, uh, wildlife rehabilitator, rehabilitators. Uh, are overwhelmed during the t- pandemic. In part, that's a good thing. Molly Craig's day begins with feeding hungry birds at baby birds at 6 a.m. The birds need to be fed every 15 minutes until 7 at night. What did they do before? If she's Molly? not feeding them, that's the other staff at the Fox Valley Wildlife Center in Elburn, Illinois, take turns helping the hungry orphans. So, what's going on is um, with everybody being around home, they're outside, right? They're, well, they're outside in their yards or little parks, and they're finding these baby animals, which need to be left alone where yes. they are. Alert. And alert. they're picking them up and putting them in a shoebox and then calling these rescues. And these rescues are overwhelmed <laughs> with all the stuff that people are bringing in. I bet the Let advice... your cat do what it was intended for <laughs> uh-huh. and take care of that baby bird. Oh, it's a chain yeah. circle of life here. Man. See how that works? Oh. Right. Or the fox will take care of your... And then the fox takes care of the cat. <laughs> and and chews it in half. <clears throat> I wonder what they're feeding those birds. Those baby birds. Bird seed. They're, no, are, they, they, no, they, they have all these mature mama birds. They milk them and then they <laughs> use little... 
No, the the rehabilitators are taking worms, chewing them up, and then gross. Regurgitating. Well, how else? I mean, that's what Mama Bird does, right? Y'all are disgusting. But these people I, think that they're doing such a good thing, right? I mean, on the surface, the, the, we are all going, thank you. Thank you for having a big heart. But below that, like California wildfires and other things Cody was talking about today, they're really uh, undermining the the problem here. They're creating. They, the deal is big, you do not mess with if you see a baby bird on the ground you leave it on the ground if you see a, a a fawn in your yard somewhere leave it alone i mean it seems noble right feeding baby <clears throat> if you birds, see a feral cat doesn't seem noble at all it seems like a waste of time. i mean yeah but at first you go noble, oh dude. look at that that There's, is like uh, a noble knight saves the kingdom and then a guy saves a little Ka-ka! baby bird on the ground and so takes it to a refuge. So we found two baby owls oh, when I was a noble. kid. We found two baby owls in our backyard. And put and, pipe bombs in their and mouth. We and we rescued them oh. and we fed them and we did all that stuff. One of them died, but one of them lived and finally got big enough where it flew away into the trees in the backyard. And then for the next week or two... It brought chewed up like mice and stuff and left, left them, them on yeah. the patio. On yeah, the picnic well, table was for thanking us. you. Yeah, it's like caca, caca. Hoo, 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 hoo. actually it was saying <laughs> thank you, thank you. You <laughs> killed, <laughs> you killed my brother. This is what I plan to do to you. <laughs> it was your a warning. Face. It was Look, a warning. I am killing all of your friends and leaving them on your front porch. And I, and then you know, and then I would go out there and we would talk back and forth. I'd go whoo. Who? And you say, what me, are you doing? Me. What are you doing? Me. Where are you at? Can me. You, can you imagine? It says in here <laughs> that they Lord. get 52 or 50 calls a day. That this one You still place, on this? Yes, I'm still on it. God, I'm I mean, so think about it. the people that are sitting Such there. Such a waste of time. I mean, if you read next door, if you follow the app stuff, you, you people are all the time going, oh, I saw a fawn. And, you know, the mature guys in, on the, they're going, Leave it alone. Don't touch yeah, it. Uh, Please don't. Oh, but it's out of the Foxes don't <laughs> eat feral cats. Foxes don't eat our cats. Yeah, everything eats our cats, right? <laughs> At least it's a delicacy in the outdoor and the <laughs> I nature. Love, I love that uh, neighborhood app I had in south of town in Manchac when somebody new would move in. Oh, my gosh, you won't believe I saw Coyote. Like, Yeah. That's why I moved here. Dude, you should, they let, were you should let your cat out every Travis evening. County. It's safer in the evenings. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> On the community board, when it, missing cat, oh, my yeah. favorite. I just loved it. I mean, that's right. a sick thing to probably say, but I absolutely yeah. love seeing People missing cats. People are changing cats. channels right now. <laughs> I don't care. I used to love to see missing cat signs because, like, hello. Yeah, of course it's missing. Of course it is. We have foxes, we have coyotes, we have everything. We live in the country. What do you do when you find, do you think when I found that cat, that chewed up cat and the collar, should I have like posted the picture of the collar or something said, hey, uh, the whole thing, No, just so you know. You should have just got the collar. I do. I I put the collar on the fence. Oh, so somebody could find it? (sighs) No, it's just hanging over there. Where everybody goes by the fence and somebody so I, sees it. I, I guess. created a little wanted poster and it had a uh, coyote in there. And I just post that every time <laughs> that a feral cat is gone. What do you think about that? Boom, That's wanted. Bad. That's not bad. I like it. Well, okay then. Uh, <laughs> Something else we like is Short Raw Barn Grill. I tell you oh, what, their man. patio right now with the temperatures that we have right now. It's time to get outside and go to Shore Raw Barn Grill. They have man, their specials. Their their fri- their fish is fresh every week. They bring it in fresh every week. You're not just you know having some frozen stuff that's been in the freezer for months. Um, their oysters, coolest selection of oysters. They handpick the oysters that they bring into Shore Raw Barn Grill. They have live music on the patios. Man, that's just going to get better and better and better. House made breads. 
killer house-made breads and desserts. Go visit our buddies Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider. They want to invite you over to Shore Raw Bar and Grill, just uh, right on Highway 71 west of Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and O Kill. The Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go to ShoreATX.com for all the details. Game Warden Field Notes coming up next. Plus, I got to tell you about this new YouTube channel. At some point, I got to tell you about this new YouTube channel I found uh, last night. It's it's kind of funny. It, the title's a little risque, but it's kind of funny. You'll uh, get that only right here, live in the bunkhouse. It is the Outdoor Zone. Catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Six gun sound is our claim to fame. Hey, Cody and TJ, I'm so proud to bring you the Central Texas Honda dealers because found out that Honda is a major sponsor for the outdoor app that uh, for the Texas Outdoor Annual. And so it's really good to be part of that. And uh, they are telling us to also go out and rediscover the road because, you know, summer seems even brighter when you've been inside for a while. And it's time to drive again with the Honda KBB.com 2020 best brand. You can get a great deal with the 2020 Accord or the 2020 Honda Civic with financing as low as 0.9 APR on selected models. Just visit Honda's summer clearance sale today at CentralTexasHondaDealers.com. I'm Everstar Pro Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in my pickup, gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch a five pound. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, number one outdoor show on radio. I'm TJ Granny. You are the regulators. That tune into this show and share this show with your friends. Don't forget to share the podcast with your friends oh, at yeah. theoutdoorzone.com. Theoutdoorzone.com. Start your summer savings like a pro with employee pricing for everyone at Nile Maxwell GMC. So the heat's really hit. It's time to come in and drive the best deal of the summer on the new GMC. Like Nile Maxwell GMC, you pay what we pay, which means thousands in savings. The Red Tag Summer Savings have already started for a limited time. We're taking thousands off MSRP on every single new GMC on the lot. We're giving you thousands in savings with employee pricing for everyone at NileMaxwellGMC.com. We're going to make the buying a vehicle or scheduling service as easy as possible. See us for details. Nile Maxwell GMC. Exit 256 in Round Rock. Online, NileMaxwellGMC.com. We are professional grade. All right, folks. Now it's time for your game warden field notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Lots of stuff going on out there. People starting to venture into the outdoors and going places maybe they shouldn't go, doing things maybe they shouldn't do, but... Uh, there are people traveling about, and game wardens and park rangers are inundated with wacky stuff going on. A tourist visiting Yellowstone National Park said her family emerged from a restroom break at a welcome center to find a large snake emerging from their in- the engine of their vehicle. Elisa Achur-Peterson of Utah said her and her family were on the final day of their six-day vacation when they stopped at a Yellowstone Welcome Center to use the restroom. They came back outside to find a crowd of onlookers watching the large snake slithering out from the engine department in their SUV. I was not getting in that car until he came out, Peterson wrote on her Facebook post. Peterson said her husband and her father attempted to get the snake out of the SUV. SUV, but they were unsuccessful. A nearby snake enthusiast offered to help, and he was soon joined by two park rangers. The snake was finally removed after more than an hour of attempts. 
she said. Peterson said an onlooker told her the serpent was a non-venomous bull snake. Hmm. We found Dove in a hopeless place. <laughs> Two Texas game wardens responded to a call regarding individuals shooting birds near gun range in Donna. When the wardens approached the area from opposite directions, I love that, Two men were found exiting a brushy area carrying a rifle and a piece of plywood with the target affixed, while a third man was sitting under a blue tent near his pickup truck. The wardens confronted the men and asked if either of them owned the property or had the landowner's permission to be there. They readily admitted they did not have permission, although one offered that he had hunted there a couple of years before. There were then, they were then asked if they had been hunting birds, but categorically denied it. Unfortunately for them, the wardens were able to find the seven white-winged dove they had hidden in a bait bucket. After consulting the landowner, it was determined that criminal trespass, agricultural land, and hunting during closed season would be the charges filed. In addition, the individual claimed to have killed the birds. The individual claiming to have killed the birds was assessed the civil restitution value of each of the white-winged dove. Hmm. So... Again, I, the the part I love about that is you think you're sneaky. You just think you're sneaky. You're not <laughs> sneaky. There's a game warden watching the somewhere. Game wardens are, man, they're, law enforcement is, not, they're not a bunch of dummies. I thought it was funny. I had a buddy, I sent that, uh, one of the pictures from some of the dove that we shot in Mexico last week. I sent it to a buddy and he goes, oh, dude, don't put that on social media. You know, you're going to start an uproar. You'll have game wardens showing up at your house, knocking on your door. And so... So you did. Well, I I only did in a comment to another buddy's post. He said, hey, get, you know, get your uh, hunting license now so you're not that guy standing in line the night before season opens up for dove season or whatever. And, uh, And so I just posted that picture. I said... I thought dove season started last week. And, <laughs> and, they were like, and there's 900 birds. <laughs> yeah. And and they're like, wow. And I was like, yeah, just south of town. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, a little south. Just go south of town. You know, it's, uh, but that was from Mexico. If the game wardens are, that was they know that. Mexico. They know I that. Know they know. You know, are there game wardens in Mexico? I'm sure there yeah, are. Yeah, there are some. There's some form of fashion. There's one for all of Mexico. Federales. Right? Yeah, they I, wear camo and carry ARs. Man, and 100, 100 plus degrees, you go through a, through a checkpoint, and they are... The checkpoints aren't complete. as fancy as ours. Oh, These no. are a stack and of tires like, and like a the, tank. And, and the stickers on the side say, you know, they're missing a few letters on Policia, and, uh, but the guys are decked out in full black. Faces covered, completely well, covered. Well, city, city cops are in full black. Yeah, they were the and ones the, that were intimidating. And then the Army or the Federales were, uh, were in camo. camo. Right? Yeah, desert, yeah, Desert Storm camo. Yeah. Yeah. But Did you see any of the troops, like National Guard, mm-hmm. down at the border when you went across? No, we did see a ton of bar- border patrol down in that area on the Texas side, obviously. And... Uh, you know, it's it's definitely well patrolled down in that yeah, area. The cartel, you know, we didn't we we were just waiting to see like a body hung from a bridge or I, something. Well, you, you know. might have been. Oh I wasn't ready gosh. to see that. At well, all. I mean, you know, you hear those stories. Hey, Maryland boy five in beefsteak. Tell me how they did this. Maryland boy five survives being locked inside a gun safe. A five-year-old boy, five-year-old boy survived a harrowing ordeal Tuesday after becoming locked inside a large gun safe. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh! Freak out! <laughs> Maryland firefighters were forced to break through the wall of the safe to rescue the boy, who was said to be in good spirits after being free. Firefighters with Howard County Fire Department saved the boy after responding to a report of a child locked in a safe shortly after noon. Crews arrived to find a large gun safe with a five-year-old child locked inside. Uh, The firefighters, they said, firefighters conducted air monitoring during the extraction operation and rescued the boy after gaining access through the rear wall of the safe. 
The child was evaluated and released to the parents and was in good spirits, spirits the official said. How did the child I'm, get locked in the safe? Okay, so, okay well, everybody leaves. Out. Huh? Everybody, I don't know, everybody leaves their gun safes unlocked these days. Everybody. Everybody You're putting does. everybody into a category. I, well, that is an like unfair statement. That's, that sounds like a... You sound like a counselor. No, it right sounds now. like a it sounds like a liberal I, remark. I think well, everybody knows the backside is a little bit thinner because it's supposed to be up against a wall or bolted down. It's not as open, and I believe that they just took a cutter, you know, with a big uh, grinding wheel, you know, like you do with rebar. Yeah, but and that's all gonna that. throw all kinds of stuff inside there for that poor kid. What else? I think what they just else? used the jaws of life and just went. What if they just cut used that open. dial on the front and spun it three times to the left? FarmRanchStore.com, there's no better way to ensure a successful farm or ranch operation than to have safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come. From handling equipment and ranching equipment to fencing, feeders, and rodeo arenas, we're proud to offer you the top quality products available on the farm and ranch market today. We really love these guys. If you've got any size piece of dirt and you're looking to do any improvements on it, you need to go to farmranchstore.com to find the gear that you're going to use. Farmranchstore.com has everything you need from the finest of vendors out there. And uh, their approval guarantees that their products have met superior standards of safety and reliability, which means you can feel confident that you're getting the very best for both your animals, your farm, or your ranch. Go to farmranchstore.com for more. Farmranchstore.com, where the landowner goes to get their work done. All right. We'll have a whole nother hour of the number one outdoor radio show, including your Armed Citizens Report, your uh, Peter Report. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Cornstar and... Uh, what? It didn't even stop. You didn't no, crazy, but well, we don't. Uh, we'll talk about that on the flip side. Way. You get it only one place. It is the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. Catch us twenty four seven three sixty five at theoutdoorzone.com. dot com.